Welcome to bonus episode six of From Paper to People's Family Cookbook Series. This one is all about the Christmas cookie. I am your hostess with the mostest, Carolyn Nee Lachlan, and I have been looking forward to this episode for weeks and weeks now, and I am feeling extremely punchy, so I will be asking for some audience participation, and we will be getting a bit silly. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge and welcome our two most recent Patreon Army members. James Michael Riley has joined up as a seedling, and Chiara Delvecchia Osborne is our newest root. Aren't they awesome? Go to patreon.com slash join slash Ancestors Alive, and you can too. I know that there are plenty of Christmas food traditions out there, but what's more important in Western tradition than the Christmas cookie? I hunted up a bunch of recipes from a variety of times and places through our friends at newspapers.com, and we're going to have some delicious times here today. The first thing I was reminded of on my search through the ladies' pages of 19th and early 20th century newspapers is that the Anglo-American traditional center of a classic Christmas feast is a goose. So let's say that together a few times. Goose. Come on now, you say it with me. Goose. 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 One more time. Goose. So hearing how ridiculous that sounds, you see why I want to focus on Christmas cookies? Though I suppose the cookie monster does that as well. So shall we try that? Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, we may be stuck today. I also found a, a Crello recipe and a few candy recipes, and I'll be adding them in as well, but we won't be calling the Crello a donut. Know why? Donut. See? Say that with me. Donut. Donut. But now, say Crello. Crello. See, it's just much more sane and professional. It'll keep us from giggling. Cookie number one is walnut macaroons. Macaroons. Hmm. It's from the December 18th, 1915 edition of the Norwich Bulletin in Norwich, Connecticut, submitted by someone named Holly. Macaroons were my mother's favorite cookie, so I submit these First, in her honor, also, again, walnut macaroons. Hmm. One cup of sugar, 
the white of one egg and one cup of walnut meats chopped fine. Beat eggs to froth and stir in sugar. Drop and bake on buttered paper in a very moderate oven until firm and light brown. Mm, that sounds good. Next up, a little something something by George Lyles, chef of the Ebbett House, which was an upscale restaurant and hotel in Washington, D.C. I think it maybe still is. This recipe and the next were printed in the December 14th, 1890 issue of the Buffalo Courier in Buffalo, New York. Christmas Cakes a la Blaine. One pound butter, two pounds flour, a quarter pound of raisins, a half pound of currants, one pound of moist sugar, two beaten eggs, one quarter pound figs chopped fine. Make the whole into a paste, roll this, cut in round cakes, and bake five minutes in a moderate oven. Same paper, same day, Christmas cakes a la reforma. It's always a la something with these guys. They were very fancy. Take one half pound raisins, one egg, one half pound warm butter, a teaspoonful pounded cinnamon, one and a half pounds flour, three quarter pounds of sugar, and make into a stiff paste with a little milk. Roll thin, cut in round cakes, and bake in slack oven. So the Ebbett House had some flavor even before 1900. Nicely done. The next recipe, simply called Christmas Cookies, comes from the December 16, 1912 edition of the Janesville Daily Gazette in Wisconsin. I wanted to branch out a bit geographically and not favor the Northeast too much. Three eggs, one cup light brown sugar, one cup lard, one teaspoon each of lemon, salt, and soda dissolved in hot water. Add flour to make a stiff dough. Stir all together, do not knead. Lift out one spoonful at a time upon floured kneading board. Pat down firm enough to roll thin. Cut and put raisin in center. Bake in quick oven. These cookies will keep for months. For us, that wouldn't be good enough, though. I don't see anyone now eating a two-month-old cookie and being happy about it. But that was 1912, and this is now when we are all spoiled rotten. And on that note, we shift gears from cookies to donuts. I mean, crullers. This recipe comes from the December 16th, 1910 issue of the Scranton Republican in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mix in stirring bowl one cupful sugar and one quarter cupful butter. Then add one cupful of sweet milk, one beaten egg, two tablespoons of baking powder, a little ground nutmeg, and enough flour to make a dough that can be rolled. Cut with cruller cutter and fry in hot lard. If too much fat is absorbed in frying, mix in a little more flour. And now, magical candy land! You knew I'd hook you up with some awesome sweets, right? I would never hold out on you. Louise Bennett Weaver of the Salt Lake Tribune submitted these in her Helping the Homemaker column on December 13th of 1928. Thank her for these two candy recipes. First up, chocolate fudge because chocolate, chocolate fudge. Two cups sugar, two to three cups water, two squares chocolate, two tablespoons butter, one teaspoonful vanilla. 
Mix the sugar, water, chocolate, and butter. Cook over a moderate fire, stirring frequently until a soft ball forms when a small portion or spoonful is dropped into cold water. Set aside for 20 minutes, add the vanilla, and stir until thick and creamy. Pour into a buttered plate or pan. When set, cut in squares. And next, pinno. Well, pinoche or pinoki or pinoche. I don't know how you say it, and I don't really care because it sounds awesome. And Louise Bennett Weaver says that it's very creamy and well-flavored, much like myself. So does it matter at this point? Let's just say it's called pinoche. Okay, here we go. Two cups dark brown sugar, one cup granulated sugar, two tablespoons butter, one and one half cups milk, one teaspoon vanilla, two to three cups black walnuts. Mix the sugars, butter, and milk. Cook over a moderate fire, stirring frequently until a soft ball forms when a portion is dropped into cold water. Set aside for 20 minutes, add the vanilla, and stir until thick and creamy. Add the nuts and shape into balls one inch in diameter. Place on waxed paper or a buttered plate. Isn't that amazing? I am mentally eating those right now. Finally, we are going abroad where the Christmas cookies are a way of life. These last recipes come from the December 13th, 1936 issue of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The first one is Norwegian called Berliner Kranzer, and they really sound a bit tricky. I'm including the stylishly written intro because it's pretty fun. Berliner Kranzer are the aristocrats of the Norwegian cookie jar. If properly stored, they're always ready for any emergency or occasion. For a sweeter cookie, increase the sugar to one and one quarter cups and add flavoring as desired. Berliner Kranzer. Four egg yolks, hard cooked. Four egg yolks, beaten until thick. One cup sugar, two cups butter, four cups sifted flour, about. Two egg whites, two tablespoons water, crushed loaf sugar. Force hard cooked egg yolks through fine sieve. Add beaten egg yolks and one half cup sugar and beat until smooth. If butter is very salty, wash it in cold water to remove part of salt, then cream until soft and smooth. Beat in remaining sugar and egg yolk sugar mixture. Gradually stir in flour until dough is smooth using hands when it becomes too stiff to stir. Chill. Force dough through cookie press using plate with round die about 3 eighths inch in diameter or roll dough on board in pencil thick sticks cut in 3 inch lengths and shape in rings with ends crossed. Dip in egg white beaten with water until frothy and sprinkle with crushed loaf sugar. Place egg white and water in shallow saucer. Place on ungreased baking sheet and bake in moderately hot oven, 375 to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, for 8 to 10 minutes or until delicately browned. They sound a lot like um, sort of round pretzels is what they're supposed to look like. So that sounds very pretty. Next, the St. Louis Dispatch takes us to Germany for Christmas chocolate bars with chocolate butter icing. Yes, I do these things for you. Christmas chocolate bars. 
Sift two and three-fourths cups to one pound of brown sugar. Beat until light, six small eggs or five large ones. Add the sugar gradually and beat these ingredients until they are well blended. Grate and add four ounces or squares of chocolate. Combine and sift three cups bread flour, one tablespoon cinnamon, one and one half teaspoons cloves, one half teaspoon allspice, one teaspoon soda. Add the sifted ingredients to the egg mixture alternately with one half cup honey or molasses. Chop and add one cup citron, one half to one pound broken nut meats, preferably blanched almonds shredded. Spread the dough with a spatula in two 9 by 13 inch pans lined with waxed paper. Bake in a moderate oven, 375 degrees. When the cake is cold, ice it with chocolate butter icing. Melt over a very low flame, two ounces or squares of chocolate. Add and melt two teaspoons to three tablespoons butter. Add one quarter cup hot water, cream, or coffee. 1 eighth teaspoon salt. Remove these ingredients from the fire. When are cool, add 1 teaspoon vanilla. Sift and add gradually 2 cups powdered sugar. Slightly less sugar may be required. Stir the icing until it is a good consistency to spread. 1 quarter cup cocoa may be substituted for the chocolate. In that case, combine it at once with the hot water and butter. One egg may be substituted for the water, and so on. So they really have a lot of variables here, I guess. <laughs> Remove the icing from the fire before the egg is added. When the icing is firm, cut the cake into bars. Okay, sounds pretty good to me. And we have one final German cookie for you from the December 13th, 1936 issue of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And it is Cinnamon Stars. Sift two cups sugar. Whip six egg whites until stiff. Add one-eighth teaspoon salt. Add the sugar gradually. Whip these ingredients well. The old recipes say for 45 minutes. I think we can do better with our food processors. Add one teaspoon cinnamon, one teaspoon lemon rind, two tablespoons lemon juice, which is optional. Whip constantly. Reserve one-third of the mixture. Fold into the remainder one pound unblanched almonds, ground. Flour a board lightly. Pat or roll the dough to the thickness of one-third inch. Cut the cakes with a star or other cutter. Glaze the tops with the reserved mixture. Bake the cakes on a greased tin in a slow oven, 325 degrees. This recipe requires no flour. Well, wasn't that a delicious tour? Mmm, cookies. I'm not making a single cookie this year, but I think I just gained weight reading those recipes, so I am pretty satisfied. Whatever you're doing between now and New Year's Eve, I hope it's fun. Relaxing, partying with many, with a few, or just on your own. Spend time on your own terms. Enjoy it your way. Give of yourself and find time for yourself. There's more yet to come in 2018, though not much. And in 2019, we have much to do. So enjoy the next fortnight and expect surprises. And for those who celebrate, Merry Christmas, darling. <laughs>